Welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your hosts and licensed funeral directors, Victor Rubio and Natalie Willis. I'm Victor Rubio. And I'm Natalie Willis. And today we are here to discuss episode 9 of season 4 of Six, Six Feet Under, titled Grinding the Corn. Um, <laughs> Natalie is back from her blimp accident. Is everything okay? Really? I can't. Wh- where did you come up with that one? <laughs> oh, so we're going to do... Why did you tell everybody the great news? So we're going to do the thing that we're going to pretend like you didn't... Have a blimp accident? Have a run in with the blimp? <laughs> no. Uh, no. I got What's a new, the good news? I got a new place. Oh, okay. So I was on the bottom, you know, meaning like as far as where I lived, uh, wall unit, which is awful. And now I've moved to the middle and I have central AC and a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I will look at never that. wash a dish as long as I live there. Digging six feet under just raising you up in this world. My status has elevated <laughs> to the middle of the hood. The middle. <laughs> I still live in the hood, but I'm in the middle. I have central AC now. Okay. And a dishwasher. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have central AC and a dishwasher? No, no. I have a central AC and a dishwasher. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I bought dishwashing packets for the first time in wow. 10 years yesterday, and it was probably the most exciting moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> the girl at Walgreens was like, please get out. Because <laughs> I was just like overjoyous. Um, so we're here for episode nine. Yes. And like we were talking outside that we have three episodes left in season four, mm-hmm. um, which will bring us right. Uh, I guess what we should say is I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. And we're here at episode nine. Um, some preliminary thoughts before we get into it. I don't got much, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I watched it. Was this supposed to be like a phenomenal episode or it just kind of, it was hard for me to follow and I didn't really pick up on a lot. I don't know. Maybe it was just where I'm I at. I think this is one of the lowest rated episodes yeah. on IMDb. Some big things happen, right. but I just didn't, like while I was watching it, I was thinking of I think this is the episode things. I was scared of doing because of how like not, There, there's definitely a theme. Do you know the symbolism in the episode? Uh, it's male bonding. Okay. <laughs> Even, uh, Ruth and, Ruth and Bettina. Okay. I got that one wrong. <laughs> you know, it's, I've been, I was out last week. This episode or next episode are like the two lowest rated episodes. Oh, that's great. That's the, great. The shows are on. I still maintain the worst episode I've done. Is, is the one we did together. Uh, no, no, that, that was like the worst podcast we have ever done. Uh-huh. Uh, the tears that when they go paintballing, mm-hmm. I was just like, I am not, this is horrible. I really oh, yeah. enjoy that. Yep. Uh, it was so horrible. I forgot about that one. I guess. Well, I think the theme, and we'll talk about the theme of this episode is sort of like making something out of nothing. Okay. Because there was, um, um, even George talks about like, you know, how all food is fertilized and Mm -hmm. you know, that's how you get whatever's on your plate. And there's an, there's a scene where George is, um, it's on the TV in the background. So whatever, we'll get into it. Uh, the death capsule. Oh, 
What? I just felt bad for a little guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, we see. Uh, can I call him a super comic book nerd? I don't think you should call. I don't think that you should use the word nerd. He's just a comic oh, book enthusiast. He's, an, he's a comic book enthusiast. enthusiast. I think that's a better way of saying that. Saying what he is. And he has to pay rent. And he has. The, I forget the guy's name on the phone with him. Is trying to get him to get rid of Blue Twister. Issue, issue one. one. Yeah. Right. It, it, the uh, person on the phone with him is a trust fund baby. The what? A trust fund baby. Is what? The guy that he was talking to has a trust fund. He's like, oh, just, oh, he's oh. a trust fund baby. Just sell it. Lucky him. Uh, climbs up for it on this rack. And as he grabs it and the rack falls down on top of him. Hoarder, by the way. What? Oof, he was a hoarder. Yes. Oof. A uh, comic book hoarder. I, I feel like there's no other kind if you're going to be a comic into comic books. Like, you I know. feel like it's probably the, the highest hoarding level to mm-hmm. be, comic book, obviously. But, um, yeah, hoarding, if, no. If you sort of take a look to your left behind you. Uh-huh. The hoarder that you have behind me. <laughs> it's yeah. not hoarding. Clearly see it. Uh, but if it, it would be like if I was trying to get, like, my Batman lunchbox at the top, right? And that whole, my whole thing. I used to have so much more. I used to really be into Did it. Did you? And then one day I was just like the hell am i doing yeah <laughs> now it's like all packed in like boxes and and whatever um not like this 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 looks more like a warehouse what this guy's in than it looks like an actual hoarder but look at all those boxes I, I i had toys and stuff and and then one day i was just like what am i doing they weren't even like popular or, or whatever toys really quick story and because he'll never listen to the podcast and if he does i'm so screwed uh, I was best man photo my friend's wedding last year, and as a best man gift, he got me this Hulk statue. And I was like, thanks? The fuck am I going to do with this? <laughs> I'm 30 years old with a Hulk statue. Um, I thought you were 40. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, is that how you feel about when gifts are given to you? Yeah, I don't, well, let me take my gift back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his last words were, I'm going to be buried with that comic. It's in my will. And, and how about the fact that the the, char- the character in the death capsule is actually one who passed away? Like, I mean, like there wasn't a twist. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, I think it's been like that sort of like the last few episodes, just really not, no one big misdirect, yeah. whatever. Uh, our episode starts out with George and Rico to, um, uh, scorn's not the word. Fucked up husbands? What's the word? What do you mean? Like, both their wives kind of were like, yo, I'm going to go do me for a little they're bit. They're in the doghouse. They're in the doghouse. Yeah. And they're looking at each other while they're eating breakfast. Um, and, I, and I guess, you know, George is an, an experienced husband, a veteran. <laughs> yeah, he's a six-timer, right? Right. Yeah. And Rico's just sort of like, because even the way they talk about it, right? He's like, Rico, he misses his wife, the kids, his bed. And George is like, meh, I slept <laughs> like a baby. <laughs> oh, George. Um, you know, we kind of see, too, that George just won't, like, suck. You could see this. If anything, this episode brings us is that you could see why or how George has been married and divorced six times. Yes, clearly. Because, like, the clear play here is, like, what Nate said. Like, just go there, eat as much crow as you want, as mm-hmm. you can. Well, whatever. Mm-hmm. As what you're How about the fact to? that even Nate is the one giving them relationship <laughs> advice? <laughs> yeah. And he's the one that's normal at this point. That's what made me go, whoa. But, yeah, eat eat crow, get over it. Right. Be, you know, be humble, and let's move on. It's it's shot. It's a, I guess it's not that shocking to, to, for George to not know that. I think Rico wants to be humble. I think he wants to eat crow, but his wife is not letting him even oh, yeah, near I, that. I think Rico can't. George do, couldn't uh, give AF. I think Rico can't do anything. You kind of see in this episode, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Because I think they needed to let that like simmer a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 
But yeah, George should totally just go over there. Hey, I'm sorry, flower. And that would probably, you'd probably see Ruth cry if he just did that. Oh, I know. But it's not in George's like nature. Nope. Nope. He's stubborn. And even like you said, like, I love love Nate's line. It's like, you guys are more pathetic (laughs) than me. (laughs) (laughs) How did that happen? Um... So I think we have two storylines that we could sort of knock out rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Keith and David storyline. Okay. Which I wasn't too fond of this episode. It okay. was really just, um, you know, basically both Keith and David admit to their, once they made their pact about not sleeping with other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keith admits to sleeping with Celeste. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and David asks if, you, if Keith has secretly switched teams. I wonder how often that happens. I don't think that that... Ha- like I they think, just go back? No. I think I think when you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. You're born gay. You are gay. And oh, it doesn't mean that you can't experiment or so forth, but you don't switch teams. I mean... But... Like full-fledged switch teams. Like, uh, yeah. I, there, I've, you know, I've heard some theories, too, about uh, people being bi and that it's not a thing either. But I don't... You know, my personal opinion is, yeah, if you want to, you know, switch it up, try it out have some fun but i mean as far as what you identify with sexuality wise i don't know i don't i just don't know the whole switching teams things i think he's gay i think he's a gay man i think he had sex of a woman right okay doesn't mean but i mean i guess to, to somewhat compare and contrast it to claire uh uh let's say claire enjoyed having sex with Edie and that whole thing let's mm-hmm. say she was enjoying it for a little bit claire could very easily go back and date jimmy or billy yeah no yeah, yeah. i, I I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, I guess. I guess. I guess. I don't think we have to, to debate whether or not that's a thing. Because I feel like it just it like it can be. I've just seen like more fem- like within more... these last few years, I've just watched the debate about uh, being bi, uh, and not everybody has those feelings. But I've just listened listened to some debates about being bi is just not a thing. Either you're gay or you're not. I don't know. I I think that if you want to try something different, it's fine. And I, I I guess I don't know what I'm saying, but. I don't. I don't find Claire to be gay at all. No, no, and she's I clearly find, not. I, I guess yeah. where I wanted to take the conversation is. It's where uh, you're most comfortable, right? Uh, yes, my, my thing is like I feel like a gay man does not go back. Like once you're gay with men, I feel like it's, you're more in that zone. Yeah. Whereas I feel like women, and again, I'm totally making this up off the top of my head. Yeah. I have nothing to base this on. I'm just going generally with my feelings. Uh, I feel like a woman is more inclined to go, can, ha, more women tend, can can go back. Not can or tend. I feel like if you were ranking the percentages, mm-hmm. women have a higher percentage of going from women back to men. Why? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I just think that, um, I think it's the same thing. I think that if a woman is, is gay and she goes back to man, she's just not going to get the fulfillment that she would get. And the, the, the desire that she gets with the woman, there's, a, there's that sexual attraction. There's that need. And I, right, that's what I'm trying to say then. And where's like the bi thing come in? That I, I, I think that people can be bi. I'm just saying that I've listened to the debate about, um, you either you're either you're gay or you're straight or whatever other sexual identity you identify with. I just don't. Um, I don't know. I think Keith is a gay man. I think he had sex with a woman. Okay. Right. I think that Claire and actually they didn't have sex. Who? Claire and Edie. No. But I mean, just I, I was taking the hypothetical. Like, yeah. what if she enjoyed sex and she was dabbling yeah. in it for a little bit? You yeah. Know? I mean, she's experienced is fun. But what's where you're most comfortable and where you where you get your fulfillment out of? Uh, I thought David's dream was kind of funny where <laughs> Keith is that's rubbing on him and he pops open his shirt and yeah. oh, 
David's got um, boobs, man boobs, or just boobs? Uh, those would be boobs. Well, I don't even like the word you use, boobs, breast. Breasts. That's, that's better. It's more professional. Uh, and then even the way he hit him in his sleep after, <laughs> I thought was funny. <laughs> um, and then, you know, kind of like we started saying is that David admits to, to sleeping with Sarge. Uh, Veiny. <laughs> God. No, sleep, was in the title of this episode alone. Uh, I was wondering said. again I know, I how know. we were going to have a straight face, but we're not. Eh, we're not. We're not. Uh, Tomorrow for lunch, though, definitely having corn on the cob. Doesn't no one wrong cancel out the other? Like, I mean, I, I guess they're sort of like okay with it in the end, but they kind of both went against their own pact, you know? Yeah. They said, we're not going to sleep with other people, and then they kind of both did exactly that. Well, you could have one more for old time's sake. One more for and the road. And then stop. <laughs> <laughs> one more for the road. Uh, let's see here. I think Nate's the biggest storyline of the episode, so I guess we could sort of knock out Claire and Edie here. Claire Claire heads over to, uh, I guess, Anita and Edie. I don't know they were roommates. Uh, we find out that Edie is kind of pissed at Claire. Uh how go ahead are anita and Edie roommates because i thought anita was living at the funeral home i don't think she was because remember ruth is like i think she should be paying rent so she's mm. clearly not paying rent i think that she may but anyways it doesn't matter right okay the way Edie aired out their entire relationship to yes. anita and i imagine everyone else explicit details yeah you know um that's what you do with your friends you tell them exactly everything i mean i do with my girlfriends no, I don't. Okay, but even if you did, like, and then, like, let's say that person came over, mm-hmm. would they be like, oh, my God, you did whatever. And, <laughs> like, not like that's... They shared a lot. <laughs> like, what I'm saying... I know, but what I'm saying is, like, is that, like, me forgetting what it's like to be a 20-year-old? Or is that, like... I think so. I think... I think... In, I, I don't know. Here's the, my, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not against... I'm not, I'm not against the idea of that you tell everyone. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about when that person comes over, you're like... Oh, look who it is. Oh, no, Couldn't no, no. get yeah, it up. Yeah, you got you to <laughs> like, keep it together. Oh, I don't know what happened. What? You tell me. You got to play stupid. Yeah. Yeah, but she just opened the door. She's like, yeah, she so does. I heard you don't like Yep. Yeah. That. <laughs> yes. Meow. Okay. <laughs> I did that on purpose. That's good, though. And we also see the return of, I think this is like the fourth time he's popped back up in the show, uh, Billy Chenoweth. Yo, when when Billy walked through that door... Claire's eyes and right. smile was like radiating trouble. I I think she trouble. Just, she just wanted. I think any like she is uh, in that um, vulnerable state where any any decent man would have like you know. Mm-hmm. But that is a cue of things to come. Right. Uh, when when Billy and Claire are talking, Billy says to Claire, "Pick someone less crazier than you are." <laughs> On top of one, I think that's pretty solid <laughs> sound dating <laughs> advice, but um, <laughs> that's funny. Sort of seeing how the show plays out, maybe that's kind of why Billy and Brenda that whole thing happens. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if that's the way Billy thinks, mm-hmm. and while Billy's definitely crazy, and mm-hmm. we'll get into how crazy Brenda is, um, you know, that's someone less less crazy than than Brenda. Uh, we see that Jimmy. I have to cough. <laughs> Thanks for covering me, bro. I so hope you're Jimmy, not sick. Jimmy finally gives Claire um, the big O. Nothing like the big O. Okay. Um. God bless the big O. 
I wanted to knock this out so quick. Okay, no, I can't. I mean, let's focus on the big O. Jimmy, Jimmy says he used a, a grinding the corn I technique. I love how you're like ignoring everything I say. If anyone knows this is a thing, it's you. <laughs> oh, yeah, grinding the corn. I've never heard of this in my entire life. Really? This is not a thing. <laughs> Let me ask you. Dead honest. Dead honest. Is, Hold on. It is. Have you heard term. about this before? Yes. No, you haven't. Yes, I, I wish, have. I wish. <laughs> I wish two weeks ago. I'm going to start. You know what? I'm going to start no, watching. I'm going to start watching future episodes. Okay. And when I pick up on something that I'm like, oh, Natalie definitely doesn't know about this. Uh-huh. I'm going to ask you an earlier episode. Okay. Because there's no way uh-huh. yesterday if I asked you, hey. When I say grinding the corn, what does that mean? You would have been like, oh, a fucking John Steinbeck book or something. <laughs> you would have never. Where you did you come up with John Steinbeck? What in the world? Never, you would have never. You've heard about this before. 1,000%. Okay. Where Wait, I. Swear on your dog. No. So you uh, haven't heard about it before. No, okay. No, 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 no. And how dare you? Where I come from, we don't call it that. But I know but that's what you the call technique. It. But that's what you call it. No. That's like, oh, back home, not, back home, we don't call it sex, but. It's I, it's sex. Okay, there's just not different that, terms in different areas for it, but you know, I got it. So let me rephrase the question: <laughs> Have you ever heard the term "grinding the corn"? No, I have not. Okay, <laughs> thankfully we wasted four minutes with everyone's minutes. time on on I this. I lied. I know the technique. <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't you dare debate me on that. I wait. Why? <laughs> uh, something that makes this 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 show feel like it's really small and that's like a, a soap opera or a tv show because if you look at like now the love triangle here there is a big love triangle well claire has slept or, or whatever she did with edie russell and jimmy now mm-hmm. and russell has slept with claire anita and olivier yeah um and they're like at school so there's like a lot of other people you know <sighs> i don't know i just made that found that like god really makes makes the whole Six feet on the world feel. It's got to just be so awkward walking into small. a room and you've slept with ninety yeah. percent of the people in yeah. that room. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess when I say it that, um, maybe it's not that big of a deal if Anita was like, "Hey, you don't like vagina," and I know that because you know, mm-hmm. uh, Ruth and George. I have some a part here where it's just random odds and ends. We'll, well let's get hear there. it. Let's well, hear it. I feel like we need to talk a little bit about Ruth and Bettina. Yeah. Love Bettina. Yes. Bettina's going nuts with Maya being there. They're folding laundry when they <laughs> went to the park every day. Bettina wants to get out, get high, go travel. <laughs> but party. I do like her honesty. She was like, yeah, you guys are driving me crazy, but I don't necessarily want you out. You know? Yeah, we just need to change things up. I didn't get the full context of what it was, but Bettina celebrating uh, a lawyer mm-hmm. tells the person on the phone, you owe that man a blowjob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> she doesn't like lawyers, but give them a, if, if they want to. Ruth having been to the park every single day as her 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 way of going out of her boundaries yeah it's like so ruth it's so ruth it's like so let's go to the park again it's so housewife ruth no <laughs> yeah. and she's folding laundry at bettina's <laughs> i bet bettina just throws that stuff in the drawers and moves on that's kind of girl she is yeah she definitely yeah, she def- she, no, she doesn't she just pulls it out of the dryer <laughs> <laughs> yes yes even more mad respect for her thank you bettina thank you um, so Ruth has thought to go somewhere exotic and this exotic place is Rosarita Beach. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Rosarita Beach before? Do you want me to say yes, don't you? No, I've never heard of it. No. I, you just want so that you can say. Why don't you just tell the truth? Okay. Yeah. Let me start tonight. L- let's, let's go with that um, crazy No, I've never heard of it. Okay. 
uh, before they get into the van to drive there, she pulls out a printed <laughs> MapQuest instructions. You remember that? Oh my god! But wait, Map wait, hold Quest. on, hold on. How funny is it? This had to be how many months? Like a few months ago. I still have it in my drawer at oh work. God. Is this what I did? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is the dumbest moment ever I'm for me at work. To, I'm going to <laughs> scan it and upload it for the episode. <laughs> this is so stupid of me. I can't believe you saved it. I actually hate you for that. I totally just remember it right now. Oh uh, my uh, god! Uh, 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 so what happened was, uh, so th- th- definitely times when we have services or anything, um, uh, you know, people don't know how to get from our workplace to our funeral home to a cemetery. Yeah. So every once in a while, you know, we know how to get there back of our hands, but people who don't live in the area or whatnot, so we print out directions. I can't believe how stupid I am. So Natalie went into to, to Google Maps or whatever, printed out, you know, one two three Main Street to whatever heaven cemetery and <laughs> the direction just totally didn't make sense it was like make a left on fourth street and then you know you turn back onto fourth street but the last direction with no street or nothing it just said turn left <laughs> he said turn left turn right you're there it was, there was, so there was not stupid. even street names on it and we were passing this out to like 500 different people yeah. <laughs> With their company letterhead. Oh my god, it was so bad. Totally the owner was like, "What uh, is this?" <laughs> turn left where? So stupid. Oh of my me. god, I gotta scan that. And put that up. That was, I totally. Don't I you swear, dare! Don't I you dare swear, put that up. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. That was one of my. I have it saved on on purpose. It's oh, really man, funny. It's really funny. Um, and the whole the whole the hotel they end up in is definitely not exotic. Not at all. Where still what? fun yeah well i think they make it fun and uh-huh. just sort of that That's idea Bettina's like, there uh but i would say ruth made it fun yeah because oh of, yeah ruth got her aggressiveness on well, right and, and i guess sort of to the idea of like making something out of nothing where ruth is like i mean talk about someone who can make something out of nothing Bettina. you know because she said ruth this was a terrible decision and Bettina's like oh horrible and terrible are the most underrated words on vacation <laughs> because huh. it leads to great adventure, which I, I do think is kind of true and funny, you know, because it's like, well, the idea of like when you're on vacation, just like, well, I'm never going to be here again. So let's mm-hmm. have that extra drink or let's, mm-hmm. you know, let's mm-hmm. go, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I just think because Bettina even says it herself and it happens in the other storylines, you know, Bettina says, hey, you know, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I would guess I would say Ruth made chicken salad out of she chicken shit. <laughs> chicken salad. Yeah. So basically we see Ruth kind of get up in her. They're in this Luke. I, I don't know how else to describe it besides a lukewarm hot tub. Drinking tequila. Chugging tequila. Ch- yeah. Let me rephrase that. Chugging tequila. There, I don't think I don't think that's possible. And they're taking swigs so that the, they remember Bettina said so they're not they fighting over the porcelain the god. porcelain butts. <laughs> I could never. As much as I can drink, I could never drink tequila. Can you drink tequila? I could no. I could drink tequila. I can't oh. chug it. I could do shots. Like mm. I could do two shots in a row. Like if yeah. I'm not like you know. Yeah. Definitely. But it's like I don't believe people can chug it like that. I, She's I'm, chugging I like a water bottle after like a workout. Oh gosh, the 20s ruined my chances with tequila. <laughs> it was done. You don't do shots, right? I can't do shots. The 20s ruined my shots experience too. <laughs> when I turned 30, that stuff was done. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Uh, so we see that in this hot tub, and, and you know, Ruth gets the um, the wherewithal. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Goes, complains, and gets some hot water for, for the hot tub. Oh, and oh, yes, she did. Okay. Oh, she walked in there and said, I will call the credit card company. <laughs> oh, yes, she did. Um, 
what I, I I'm I'm interjecting George here because there's a scene where it's him and Maya, mm-hmm. and I was saying is in the background, uh, the the voice on the news, whatever. Uh, what I tried to write down most of it is, is it instead of a guy and it says he turns waste into gold, oil and gasoline, turns waste into fuel. So there was just I don't know just with that in the background. Uh, George breaks down crying just looking at Maya. Yeah. Why? Or why do you think? I have no idea. Maybe because he made, he knows he's making mistakes. He, I don't know. Maybe like years of being like this much of an asshole. (laughs) You get finally built up. Well, just like, yeah, just like, uh, um, I don't know, sort of something like a bully too. Like, you you know, if you ever like, I don't want to say origins of a bully, but that bullying mm-hmm. comes from a place of probably real sadness, you know, yeah, like his yeah. parents would. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. Uh, like they say comedians or anything funny, really, they say the uh, why anything is funny is because deep down it's actually true mm-hmm. no matter what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like it's years of George being such an asshole. And he but I think more of he can't change. Mm-hmm. You know, you're so set in your ways. That's like I despite knowing I have to go do this to make my wife feel better. He's not going to do it. Yeah. I'd rather sit here. Yes. Cry privately with my, you know. Yes. Um, and just continue to be the jerk that I yep. am. And like I was saying, you know, at dinner that they have a conversation about how everything we eat is grown from fertilizer. Fariko <laughs> was like, uh, if you were going to get filet, yeah. why don't you just get filet? Yeah. By the way, portobello mushrooms are delicious. Oh, I fucking hate mushrooms. Are you? Oh, yeah, you do. Screw mushrooms. Mm, love a good mushroom. Gross. Uh, before we get into the Nate storyline that I, oh, I'm sorry. The one last thing with Bettina, um, well, two things I guess to stay on to George when folding laundry, um, George responds to Rico. (laughs) Yeah, this show is so fucked. And this is so George. Because Rico's like, you know, what do I do? You know, mm-hmm. Vanessa. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And George is like, just get yourself another one. Yeah. You know, your time with Vanessa has come to an end. It's like, yo, they have two kids together. Yeah, that's and not George's, how it works, George. It's not even maybe find yourself another. Or it's Obviously, try to work through it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like find yourself. I think he literally says find yourself another one. He did. Like, he, it's he, just, he like looks it's at, just a, a, yeah. like a. Marriage is disposable like a, to him. Yeah, women yeah. are disposable to him. It's not a. It's not a thing. And why wouldn't it be though? It's, why like, would it, it's like thrown out a used razor. It's not a thing. Who cares? But why wouldn't he think like that? Because if he's been married six times, it's like, oh, the next one's right around the corner until until something. Yeah. Until she does something I don't like. It's crazy. Ruth and Bettina, sort of at the end of the episode, right? Ruth and Bettina riding the horse in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, I've watched Dexter enough to know that that is not Mexico. It's Long Beach. Is it? And okay. I know, say that to say, David. Yeah, David would know. David, and he'll tell me yeah. that scene specifically because there's these, it's like this little island. I forget the name of the island, but it's this little island. It has like these palm trees. Mm-hmm. And you could see it in the background. That And I mean, obviously, Six Feet Under did not go to Mexico to shoot these six scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like they went around town, whatever. And you could make anything. You make mm-hmm. California look like anything. Yeah. Um, um, just to let David know that's uh, I have it written down it's around the 44 45 minute mark it's definitely Long Beach California. oh yeah he'll definitely know where that is um, I think have that as Long Beach um, and we'll talk about what happens to the horse uh, let's see here I think we could do my random odds and ends because we did Claire Ruth and Bettina Keith and David and we'll we'll close out with Nate um we learn that Lawrence Tuttle has no family, and these two buddies are his only friends and in charge of his will. 
I hate the way they portray, and it's a it's a different world, right? How they portray comic book fans here. I know because they have them like they can't even hold a normal conversation, like they just have to go into their comic. It's like yo, <laughs> comic. I mean, I'm not denying there aren't people out there like that, but I bet you those same people out there are like sports fans. They can't hold a normal conversation yeah, without having like to talk a, to you about the who's Yankees. Who's the or guy that does that um, on AMC? That comic book. Oh, Chris Hardwick. No, no, the one that did Kevin all the. Smith? Kevin Smith, yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. He's totally normal, and he's into comic books. Right. And no, they just they, yeah, they just, portrayed it. It's the it. it's the stigma with them. They portrayed comic book fans as like people who can't even hold a normal conversation, and just totally weirdos. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, but now in 2017, it doesn't seem like that because so much, you know, so many movies, DC, Marvel. Oh all yeah, them yeah, no, no, releases. Yeah. It's such a hot it's thing now. It's now a different world. I it's mean, totally different world now. Even, you know, even GOT, even <laughs> don't know. I had to, no. <laughs> uh, you know, even like comic book fans are still like normal people. Like, yeah, do our funeral directors and yeah. have a podcast. Hey man, I've got, I've got, um, just totally comic over books. my joke. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, uh, I have, Hey, I have comic books. Don't you know? Do, do you know which ones I have? You have what? I have comic books. I mean, I own two, but guess which ones they are. Uh, you said over my joke, so we're not going to oh, care. Okay, they're walking dead. Okay. <laughs> Done. Uh, we, the, the little bit of Rico, we see that um, Vanessa calls him in the prep room, and she's like, yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on. Here's your son. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Was great, that was a great move. Um, so just out of curiosity, David takes the, the Blue Twister number one issue out of its plastic and just sort of flips through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you ever do this? No. You would never? Nope. Even something nope. curious like... Nope. Absolutely not. It's not mine. Absolutely not. It's but, not mine. It's, he doesn't take it. He just takes it out of his plastic just to now, look at Now, first of all, I'm educated about comics enough to know that you don't take it out of the plastic and you don't turn... Because then you, you devalue it. It's um, not mine. And what if what if the family noticed that the pages were a little bent? I'm in trouble. No. The answer is no. It's not my stuff. I'm there to lay it to rest with them. That's it. Fair enough. You know how many notes and stuff and letters we get to put with the deceased or they... Or yeah, but I don't do care about that stuff. I don't stuff touch that stuff. No, that I don't touch. But I don't I touch mean, any of it. Like, real... I'm not saying I'd look through it, but I'm just saying it's kind of like... I don't know. I don't think it's any. If it was out on the the table as a display and not in the plastic and it was something that they wanted everybody to look through, of course I wouldn't look through it. Okay, but that's like, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You say the most safe thing ever. (laughs) No, I I I don't think I don't think it's wrong what David did at all. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just said you asked me if I would do it and I'd tell you no. I don't think it's wrong. Um, And then we see that his two friends (laughs) come to steal the comic book. It's really funny. I was thinking how, and it's not like the I thought room. it was like little kids that were behind the. Curve. Well, yeah, that's I was what like you waiting would for think, little right? kids. Uh, how did they get in there? I have no idea. Because every funeral home I've ever worked at, security alarm. Absolutely. And they were in there. If they, they were in there for a minute. But if they didn't knock over that thing, which I don't understand how they knocked it over, unless it was yeah. in front of the casket. Maybe they're clumsy. I mean, those things, those flowers are placed to the side of the casket. Like, how did that happen? Could not happen? have been. I mean, they could have had it somewhere else. They could have just put it there because they were going to rearrange a room in the morning. I don't know. I, I guess. I don't. It seems like a really silly way or like a really stupid, stupid yeah. plot point. Yeah. Plot contrivance. Yeah. Um, you know, they have this little um, sort of superhero scene where George and Nate sort of bond over. George just uh, sticks his foot out, and that's how he solves everything. And Rico hits them with the uh, the pot um, at Lawrence Tuttle's funeral. Mm-hmm. 
in the background because I caught up on I, I caught it in the background because I just heard Calrissian. Um, they're talking about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I got nothing else to say besides that. Uh, I guess two things, and I, I guess we'll mention it in the Nate storyline that both George and Nate start crying for no reason. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was mm-hmm. you know with Ruth not around. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Nate, we can move to Nate. But also just again on that funeral scene, yeah. like when um, when they talk oh. about you know what I meant to do today, and I totally forgot. What's that? What's the casket? It's a clarion pine. Go ahead. I'm right. All right, I'm not saying you're um, right. when they when they're all sitting there and they're like, you know, look, they they are a community. They're all together. It's like people may view them as something else, but look at them there for their friend and so forth. And quite frankly, I don't really know how that whole like in today's rea- in, in reality how that would work out if the friends would be able to take custody of the deceased like that, like cuz that was a medical examiner's case, but I'm just curious. But yeah. they were all they all showed up for their friend. They were all there. They paid for their friend's funeral. It was a clarion pine casket, so yeah, I. Uh, did you just look that up? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Oh, what? Like you don't lie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nate shows up to Brenda's, and is this Brenda's or Joe's house? Because we I actually don't know. don't know. I was gonna ask you, <laughs> like, like whose place like, is Brenda's that? Brenda's living there. Did Joe leave? Did I thought Brenda's some big shot um, psychologist now? Bro. Right. Well, she's in school. Love that sweater. But... And whenever I see people wear that sweater, I always think therapist. What's the, like the white heavy thing? No, she's wearing that brown sweater or hipster. One or the other. Right. Okay. Um, and I sort of switching the two characters because Nate back in season one told Brenda, I love you. And she kind of freaked out and couldn't right, handle it. Right, right, right. And now it's sort of the opposite way around. Yeah. Um, I, I think one of my favorite lines from Nate's entire character is uh, when they're talking with Brenda after the I love you thing, he goes, you know, I committed myself to someone and I lost it. And to be honest, it wasn't even that good. <laughs> yeah, that's like amazing to like be able to, because in death and and maybe with relationships, I guess even especially in relationships, you tend to fantasize the past. Mm-hmm. You know, and you would think someone who lost their wife that young would think that she was wonderful and everything was great. Yeah, and, and not just, say that comment. That and he did. to be and to be that honest with yourself to be like fucking sucked you yeah, know or yeah. it wasn't that good yeah but i think we all know it kind of sucked yeah it totally sucked uh i think that's that's part of that why i like this as a tv show because generally you would f- you know i think it was great i loved her so much but he's like yeah i <laughs> it wasn't that good at all you mm-hmm. know uh to hop back a moment when claire and russell go into their class and we see that billy is back Catherine was hurt. Okay. Catherine, speedy recovery. Make sure you remember her (laughs) name. Speedy recovery to Catherine Martin. Yes. And, and exactly when Billy walks through that door. Okay. Oof. Yep. Um, when, when Nate can't basically handle being told, I love you. This sends Brenda into a whirlwind. I guess back, let let me, let me go back one second. Um, thoughts on Brenda. Cause if you think about it, right, Nate, I think, I, did he say a year? I don't know how long it's been since Lisa, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's been a full year. And Brenda's sitting here having just broke up with Joe and broke up with Joe because he was caught having sex or else they'd still be together. Yeah. And for Nate, her to get mad or whatever it is she goes through that Nate can't handle. Yeah. That's kind of fucked up. And Brenda's part. I don't know. Brenda really loves Nate. She always has. Okay, but she was like literally with Joe 
let's just let's call it a month ago. Mm-hmm. A month ago, and I, I definitely don't think it's been. No, actually, you know what? It hasn't been that long because Ruth and George, they're going through their thing. Yeah. And, uh, Keith and, and David. So a week ago, she was living with jo- Joe. But she didn't love Joe. Okay, but that, that's still like, just because you didn't love them doesn't. It didn't count. <laughs> that's the way I think about it. It didn't count. I don't know. I just kind of was like, like, wait, Brenda. Now, Brenda's gonna get upset that Nate can't handle. I really you. think Brenda has stepped Yo, how about up. They has date changed. For a little bit? I don't know, but they have a history. I'm totally with it. But they can both, skip all that. They have history. They're both completely changed people, though. Yeah, work it out while you're together okay. in love. Okay. Great, great. <laughs> That's the advice from the guru of dating, which is me, <laughs> and I'm in zero relationships. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, just go ahead and do it. Okay. Um, and like you said, we see Brenda is in, in school to, to be a psychologist and she's, I don't know, we call these clinicals. I, I guess. Know, I guess. Whatever you want to call yeah. them. Uh, and this guy that can't cross a bridge. Yeah. That's a thing. People are afraid of that. I was going to ask you more about the symbolism. Oh, okay. Because you're all about the symbolism. Yeah. The symbolism is you can't cross the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Got it. Good symbolism. Well, I thought more about about the way she's sort of, or whatever she's dealing with with Nate. Because um, even the way she's talking with, I guess it's the other doctor or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She says, you know, you just can't, the doctor says, you just can't force someone who's phobic to face his fears. Mm-hmm. Someone like him may never face his fears. And therapy what's, therapy is what keeps him from jumping off the yeah, bridge. Yeah. Do you have that phobia? You have, What phobia do you have? Everything? What's it? <laughs> okay. Cockroaches. Uh, cockroaches. Huge phobia of cockroaches. You and don't have bridges? You have something. Left turns? Left hand turns. <laughs> I can't make them. I drive around so I don't have to make a left hand turn. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's it's yeah. great riding yep. in the car with me. Yep. Yeah. God. <laughs> I can't believe you just called me out on that. I don't like a left hand turn, okay? I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Um, probably about two weeks ago. What are we in now? November. Oh, so you know what? About, well, probably about literally three weeks ago. Oh, I know what you get ready to say. When I asked for a ride to work. Oh, and you said, cool. Can we take your car? And can you drive? Um, the little dream scene. You're never going to let that live down. That's one of the funniest things you've ever yeah, said. Yeah. Think, no, no, cool, cool. I'll totally drive you. Yeah, Let's yeah. just take your car. Can, and you, you, drive. can you drive? Um, the, the, the dream sequence when Brenda comes home and Nate's there. Uh, Nate sort of rips Brenda the same way Joe did. Did you watch last week's episode or no? Mm-hmm. Are you lying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I uh, listened to the podcast today. You didn't? I did. For- <laughs> mm-hmm. You're just one big liar. Come on. I'm hungry. I don't know what to say. I'm just starving. Anything comes out of my mouth. Well, uh, we can't talk about that. Um, Brenda going to get pot again. This is something also that I... So she hasn't been smoking pot at all this entire time? That was another thing. Apparently not. Okay. But I think the way they were depicting the pot is that it's so bad. But (laughs) I know I viewed it. I was like, this isn't... This is fine. This is almost... This is almost like as if you're going to get alcohol. Yeah, Yeah. or anything. Yeah, yeah. um, I just think the culture has shifted so much on pot. The fact that that woman threw a fit in the sex addicts meeting about smelling like marijuana. Well, uh, hold Chill on. Chill out, boo. Hold it's on. weed. No, no, no. Well, hold on. But that is Addicts Anonymous. Well, yeah, but 
it does that count really in sex addicts? Because uh, she goes, this isn't AA. Right. I get AA, I get NA, and I don't know. So you have to educate me. So when you're in sex addicts, you also cannot drink or get high. I don't know, but I imagine. If I don't know. But we I'm saying, up. if you if if you have sexual addiction, okay, you have an addictive personality, and these are things that probably trigger. Right. Know? So I don't. I don't think it's. I don't know. I think it's completely. What if someone's stinking like alcohol? What if someone like, that's kind of. I just think it's I, like going. It's like going to a, a going to a um. I don't know. I, I don't. Like, yeah, I think it's. But I think. How about, I think she's right. How about come sober? <laughs> like, I think that, that. Um, I think if I remember correctly, in AA, if you um, if you're drinking, if you're drunk, and you go to an AA meeting, they just ask you not to share. They don't ask you to leave. Right. And this woman was thrown a fit about and the marijuana. And again, it's 2017. Yeah. To me, weed is not a, I don't consider marijuana a drug mm-hmm. and it's who cares. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize that is, I was, I was questioning that too. And I meant to look it up. Are you not allowed to do that either? I don't know, but I, I totally, I get speaking up about it. Okay. I mean, but if, if you have somebody that's an AA and you can smell the booze and they're there for a meeting and they're not sharing, they're just sitting there quietly like Brenda was, you're going to speak up about no, it? No, no. Uh, fair. Let fa- them be there for that meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, um, maybe a sexual addictions meeting is a, maybe a little bit more. How do I say this? I don't, I, I guess you're right. Yeah. I, I just, I don't. But her speech of I need to be here is right, a turning right. point for Brenda. She's showing that. Yeah. Cause she could have very. Could, and she totally avoided that. So she walked away from right, the situation. From she when, didn't avoid she it. She could have make, She yeah. made a better decision. Uh, I would say not even saying that I have to be here. I mean, just going. Cause she looks yeah. like a wreck. That's a huge there. thing just to go to the meetings. But here's the thing. And I know it's a TV show. There's that many people in one sexual addict, sexual addicts meeting. There's like 20 people in there. Yo, All people, these people have are sexual addictions. That many people have a... Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I, I bet don't. I bet the rooms are bigger now with Pornhub being free access and... It's I don't awesome. listen. I listen, don't know, man. This is, I'm going to speak just as ignorant as I was about the people who, who are gay and whether they whatever sides they switch on. Just as ignorantly as I talked about that, mm-hmm. I'm going to say I don't... I don't believe... That there's that many people in, in in a sexual addicts meeting, I I don't know I, I I'm not I wasn't I don't, surprised I don't, by the amount of people the thing, there. I don't think sexual addiction is as as real of a thing as alcohol, drugs, gambling, anything like that. I completely disagree with you. Wow, you think like there's an actual addiction? Yes, to, to, I do. I do. And and maybe I'm just my my thought process as my thought process is just slower. Like mm-hmm. you know, it takes mm-hmm. me a little bit. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said on the podcast, like I used to say all the words you're not supposed to say regarding gay people. And I never meant that as harmful. It just, again, I said it on the podcast, it's kind of how I grew up. Mm-hmm. You just throw those words around. But then when you, once you get old enough to realize mm-hmm. that, Hey, you can't say those words, mm-hmm. you know, it was never, I never in my entire life had anything about it. Um, but it took me a while to get to that point. Maybe I'm at the same point. I just, I don't. I guess I need to read about it. Yeah, I really think you should. It doesn't mean like I think the whole stigma again about sex at sex sex anonymous. It's probably like creepy, pervert, old men, prostitutes, hookers, right? Whatever. But it, it's still functioning members of society that fulfill an addiction and a need and a void by sex and go through any means to get that addiction, yeah. including ruining their relationships, yeah. ruining their financial status, ruin. It's it's a thing. Uh, um. 
I guess I guess part of it too. It's a high. The big and no and I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah. But the first the chase and second the O. It's right. a high. Right. And it can be an addicting high. And it can and and if it it, it can be. I, I guess I guess the reason why my 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 thought process kind of I was following you and then it kind of goes off the rails because mm-hmm. not I may sound so stupid saying this. Not everyone needs to have a beer or a glass of alcohol or whatever it is to have a good time. People can legitimately sure. have, right? Uh, sex is more of a human need, right? It's a primal need of sorts. Mm. We're born to procreate. Sure. Okay. So therefore, yeah. we're not born to have a good time mm-hmm. and drink or, or gamble or, or whatever. Uh, but we are, Right. Like, like I hear what you're saying. I ha- we have we have body parts specifically made for that. You don't have body parts specifically made for that. But so it, what I'm saying is, doesn't everyone sort of have that addiction to have sex? Not yeah, everyone has the addiction to get drunk. But doesn't everybody have? Um, and correct me if I'm mis. Doesn't everybody have a desire to have extra serotonin in your brain, and you get that from exciting moments, happy moments, uh, releasing moments, and so forth? And that can be done with alcohol. That can be done with drugs, and it can be done with sex. Right. So here's the thing: it's some. I have alcoholism, drug addiction is definitely somewhat of a genetic makeup. And second, it, it's a high. That 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 orgasm that right. releases serotonins is a high for people, and then it just becomes something that you're focused on, and you want to keep doing it. You want to keep doing it, and it becomes too much. I think today in 2017, we may see 30, 40 people in the rooms. Maybe back then, and but it's still, I still think it's not as wide widely talked about like Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, as it is because it's still got to be a <laughs> sex addicts. No, yeah, yeah, and, yeah and it's probably still a and a part of the bigger reason why. I f- and why I'm probably so un- uneducated on it is that I didn't sex sexual addiction mm-hmm. was not known as a thing until Tiger Woods. When the Tiger Woods thing broke, it may have been known. It was there. It, it, like it was there, but it wasn't but publicized mo- most, until yes, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods and the Tiger Woods the Tiger Woods thing changed everything because mm-hmm. that's when we started jumping in the celebrities' bedroom. Yeah. And now we yeah. care about who. Yeah. Before we just assumed, you yeah. know. Movie stars sleep with everyone, whatever. Tiger yeah. Woods thing that changed everything. Now we want to know, and now it's it's shameful and everything. Where, like, you think that shit wasn't going on before Tiger Woods? Sure, <laughs> right. But that's an example of the addiction, and it, look what it did to his life. But yeah, and again, again, uh, we could. Keep How going. many people did he sleep with on her? Yes, and like Chris Rock said, you're as faithful as your options. Yeah, like I'm just saying, like, I'm, I think it's a real thing. addiction. Here's the thing, and I probably will, right? ruin my life having a if i had a sexual addiction because i don't have the money the wherewithal the the job to do that whereas tiger woods you know there would be a line yeah you know what i mean so it's hell of a lot more reasonable i don't i'm just saying like we i don't know i don't know i just i see what you're saying that you're shocked about it but it is an addiction it's out there it they are meetings Uh, here's the thing too let me say this i'm not shocked that it's an addiction. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying and what 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 we forwarded the conversation with is that is it this large where you'd have rooms? Mm-hmm. I think there were more people in this room than Nate had in his bereavement group. Probably, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, probably, you know I mean? probably. But you know, it just takes two people to make a meeting. And okay, no, so no, there's no, twenty. No, I know. No, so there's twenty people. I, I'm sure. I'm not denying it doesn't yeah, exist. I'm it, definitely not. What I'm saying is, I just don't think it's as large as that. But um, if you also remember in the movie, I mean, in the show too, like the different characters that they had that were at, they were also showing that it can be anybody 
Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. you had yeah. the the prudent, uh, and yeah. I'm using the word pr- about marijuana, freaking yeah. out about yeah. that. And and then you had, you know, like yeah, the, the guy, the, the, the older guy, that guy. yeah, middle yeah. age. You know, they just it, it's it it's anybody can have it. Let's. It doesn't discriminate. Well, moving on. Get back to the show, right? Uh, this house, Claire, Claire, bleh, the house Claire makes. That was so, I actually want that. That was really hint hint. Christmas is coming. Right. So bestie, I'll remind you that you want <laughs> that house. That was really cool. That's my favorite art piece of hers. It, it was really it. really cool, and I like how there was a casket in every room, yeah. and even though, like casket the refrigerator. Within, yeah. Uh, one thing that it made me realize. Well, like, let me. Do you have anything else to say about the house? Because there's something that I was kind of really nothing to me. It was just the fishers are all around death. They've always this is a norm. Oh, I mean, yeah. this is a norm to them. Yeah, that is that is their this life. This is not a big a, deal. A casket in a living room. Okay. Yeah. I mean, not that um, that happens. I'm just saying. What I found, well, I was like, oh my god, and it, it I always forget, right? Because Nathaniel is just hovering over mm-hmm. the show. Oh yeah. But what happens is like, one of the first things Nate says is, "Where's Dad?" I know that broke my heart. And then Claire was just like, "Dad's not here." Yeah. But I think it just shows that to Cl- uh, David and Nate, Had like, it. yeah, a father. He, he, they've had a father for Claire's double Claire's life. Yep. Because I think, and whenever they do flashback scenes to them when they're younger and he's in the prep room, it's them too. It's well, yeah, you, of course. I've never, never seen that. You have you ever seen right. a Claire flashback scene to there's dad pro- in the prep room? There's been one, and if it hasn't happened already, it's in the future. Okay, it's coming up. Okay, but just the idea that Nathaniel exists so much, looms so much larger in their heads than it does Claire. Yeah, because while Claire's, you know, dad's not here. Yeah, and it's, you know, Claire did that entire thing. Thinking about her, all her family, all the house, and that once, well, maybe once, but she she didn't think of to include whatever of of Nathaniel, mm-hmm. where Nate. It's one of the first things like, where's that? You know, mm-hmm. I just thought that was they're so separate. Yeah, Claire is such a she's so family afterthought yeah. or whatever. Family afterthought. You've always said that. Um, you know, I just find that interesting. Um, so then we hear, kind of, I guess, like you said to start the episode, um, probably one of the weirdest. And I think uneventful dream sequences Ugh. where you have Nate bringing down Yippee the dog. Yippee. Uh, again, this is probably the sixth episode in a row where a dog plays into, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. been almost every episode where that dog, uh, a dog plays into a part. Um, <laughs> the, the scene where Nathaniel comes out as Death Man. And he said the Grim Reaper uh, had, was already had a taken co- by Marvel. Yeah, Marvel had a copyright. That's yeah. just, that's just more true than it is today. There's a movie with a talking raccoon <laughs> out. Um, I don't know. What did you think of this? Because I, I think it's a lot of it's self-explanatory. It wasn't as deep as other dreams. You know, just the whole thing. Nate can't go by himself. Lisa had Maya, whatever. I don't know. What did you think about any of this? I I, I didn't really think to. I thought it was disturbing. I didn't like it. I hated the scene. I I don't like stuff with cannibalism in it. It makes me. I mean, oh, I other don't think than they were going. No, no. I, I, don't think I know they, were they weren't, but mm-hmm. like just just the uncomfortableness of when they pulled the sheet back and it was Nate on the table with the fruits and stuff, and then he started cutting into his right thigh. I don't. I don't. I can't watch that. So just kind of like I lost interest and was yeah. just disgusted. I don't. I I, I I don't get what this was about. The, I, I don't get it. What, yeah. was he, what was this about? Uh, it's just sort of. 
other than we're all gonna we're all gonna pass. Right. That's, that's that's a given. There's two things you're guaranteed in life: death and taxes. But the thing is, is that what what was he saying? But just sort of like he has to basically he has to let this Lisa thing go. Yeah. And you know that's why Lisa's like, oh, if I'm going, if you're gonna delete me out of your mind like this, I'm taking Maya. It's okay. like no, no, no. And then they all show up like got you know it, they're gonna take it. all of us. Then you know. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't. Well, what was the whole eating the right diet thing about? That's so gross. Cannibalizing yourself. Ugh. I don't know. It wasn't. I can't watch um, that stuff. I, but they, it, it wasn't gross. It wasn't gross at all. It's just a thought of it. I don't like it. It disturbs me. I hate yeah. it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have a cannibalism phobia too. <laughs> Cannibal phobia. <laughs> uh, and I guess our scene, our episode ends with two scenes, sort of back to back. Uh, you know, Brenda, um, we see Nate and Maya show up to, to Brenda's house. Um, and I think it, again here, just that something that's that theme of like something out of nothing where Brenda saying, I love you. And it sort of being like a, a problem mm-hmm. causes her to like, kind of like you said, mature for Brenda to, she actually went to therapy, avoided yep. what yep. she was going to go through. And I guess it made Nate realize you know, this is what I want and to show up there. So I thought that was yeah. kind of nice. Uh, rather dark and gruesome ending with the horse. I, that bothered me too. <laughs> I have a horse dying oh, on a beach phobia as well. Say, everything's going to be labeled okay. a phobia. Yeah, I don't like that. And that, I don't, can you just shoot an animal in public like that? I don't know. Well, maybe not in America. No. Maybe in Mexico oh, or, or Long Beach. Um, yeah. Uh, we Way see that his horse show. is sick and down, and that guy just pulled out a gun right out of his holster. Just pulled it right out. I was just like, hold on, hold on, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, was awful. You could hear it click. It was awful. You heard the gunshot. Um, yeah, and this this prompts Ruth that uh, she's she's had enough. She's ready to go home. Yep, and that closes out our episode. Uh, anything we miss? Glossed skipped over no thing you want to discuss i do have a few things to say go May ahead I? first of all i when we open i did not thank marissa once again mm-hmm. for uh filling in for me last when i was um the blimp moving accident with the bl- yep thank you again sweet beautiful angelic marissa fantastic job as always thank you and also i just want to take this minute to uh say congratulations to my sister julia Hey-o. And her husband Nathan, Hey-o. who are the biggest fans of digging six feet under. Oh, look at that! They uh, are adopting, and she's coming home in a couple weeks. And oh, this is a very big deal. They found a, they got a beautiful, beautiful young lady, and we are so excited to have another one a part of our family. This is very exciting. So I just want to tell her congratulations, and Nathan, congratulations, and I can't wait to have my new niece. Congratulations, and yeah. Once she is able to listen to podcasts, I hope she listens to ours. I mean, yeah. <laughs> hey, do you think Marissa could get another shirt so I can send it to my new niece? That'd be uh, awesome. The holidays are uh, the holidays are coming up, so um, yeah, I don't yeah. see why not. I definitely, just want to say that because she's such a huge fan of this uh, podcast. I am, and congratulations, and and thank you to her. Trying to come up with a question to fill out to make this episode an hour. Um, I got nothing. I know feedback because we, we, we are recording rather quick uh-huh. from last week's episode. And yeah. Question you can make up on the fly? Question I can make up on the fly. I got one for you. Go ahead. Okay. My question to you, Victor, 
This is. isn't like one-on-one. It's supposed to be towards funeral. But oh, ahead. no. I'd like to hear your input on this, okay? okay? How, how do you think funeral services are shifting for the next 20 years? Straight up memorial service services without a body and... Without a deceased. Okay. Without I like to use the word body. Uh-huh. And... You don't like to use... I like to use the word body. Okay. 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 Without a okay. body. And uh, events. It's going to become a, like a, an event. Like a, like a the same way you would all go out f- to dinner for someone's birthday, mm-hmm. you would all go out for John's funeral. So do you think that in the next 20 years, the traditional funeral services are going to be more of 10% uh, really shifting and focused out and more memorial services and event and celebrations of life. I feel like you just repeated what I said. Okay. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do, do you, um, you don't agree. I don't, I think that you're, I think you're always going to have your traditional folks and stuff. No, 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 hold on. Yeah. I wasn't no, saying, I, I I do, wasn't saying they, they would never. No, 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 no. I'm just you're saying, still yeah, have your yeah, New York, I do. Your New York, Chicago, your Boston areas where they're sure, still going to burial. Sure. Bur- and, you know, burials will still exist. Yeah. Whatever that number is, yeah. it's going to go down huge. Uh-huh. It's not, it's not. Yeah. I just say, if, if you ask me what's, I think, I think basically in 30 years, uh, uh, do you and here here's pertaining to this show? Do you think in 30 years the family-owned funeral homes are phased out? Oh, without a doubt. That's sad for sure. Yeah, it's just That's heartbreaking. Yes, um, I just don't think it's it's a viable whatever because if you take the tradition out of it, but I think we're going to shift. We're going to become more event. Mm-hmm. Aren't we kind of? I if somewhat you, if you take the the, fun, the the word funeral director out of it, we mm-hmm. are kind of event planners. Yeah, we, we make are. sure the church is right. We make sure whatever is right. Make sure this person's coming. Yes. Um. Whatever. Let me ask. Ready? Let's go back and forth with questions because right, I right, have right. I have I have one, and it sort of pertains to what happened to us at work today. Do you have a? What is your? And and, and don't look at me with those. Because I have no idea what you're going to say. I know, but I, I think this is this would be a good one. Um. What is your worst funeral blunder? Meaning, what is the worst you've ever messed up? And I say that to say, we had a service recently where the the minister did, just straight up didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have your service. It's going to be from, you know, at 12 o'clock. And at 12 o'clock, everyone's sitting in their chairs. Everyone's fiddling with their thumbs. Everyone's asking, where's the minister? And he just never showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one messed up there. No. But... Have you ever forgotten to order flowers? Forgotten to? <laughs> You've never messed up? No, no, I'm not. You're asking me to. Forget. No, I've never done. The, no, the, I'm saying what? What is your worst? Could be uh, uh, you said the wrong name. You you you, you made an inappropriate joke, not yeah. meaning to. Like you yeah, know, like oh, how's it hanging? And the person died from the dumbest. The the biggest <laughs> the biggest mistake I make. No, I have as far as details. No, it's, I'm detail oriented and I keep a checklist so I keep it straight. But um, what what was that? Show off. Okay. The, my, my weakness is public speaking and I don't want to do it. I okay. hate it. I hate dismissing and I hate telling people to get seated. Mm-hmm. And I was at a graveside mm-hmm. and I had, to, I had to do the dismissal, which I try to talk to priest and be like, could you just say, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. I do yeah. it all the time. Yeah. And I dismissed and, uh, I gave the wrong location for the reception and the wrong address and also the wrong direction. So it's like five minutes into the, my dismissal speech. And when I was done, the family goes, so we're going to be having it at another location. <laughs> and I go, 
Or you guys could join the family <laughs> at blah, blah, blah. It was really stupid hold and on, embarrassing. Hold on. It was really embarrassing and dumb. Hold on. So I don't like to public speak and I don't No, do no, it. no. But that is not. I'm talking where the family hates your guts. Yeah. Uh, hold in on, my that, internship. That is and, totally, because that is totally like, hey, my name is XYZ Funeral Home. Yeah. Welcome to Natalie. Yeah. Like that, that, that is, everyone does that. I've done that plenty of times. You know what? I Listen, wait, wait. I'll tell you. I was, uh, is the saying hung over the coals? Is that the saying? Rung over, just, yeah. Whatever. New saying. Because I did, this family called and, this is about eight years ago. Scre- no, I think during my internship, screamed at me because I did not include great aunts and great nieces in the obituary and I failed to ask them about <laughs> it. Yeah, something like that. Oh man, I have never been so beat up before in my life. So now an arrangement is like, do you have any great aunts yeah, or the great first uncles? You ask. Do you have any third, third, third cousins <laughs> you want to include in this obituary? Oh man, I got, I was butchered for that one. I've had blunders for sure. And I still have blunders. Two that come to my mind. And you could think of one that I've done. Cause this is when, when other places I worked one, uh, a guy who was a car salesman totally talked me <laughs> out of like a $10,000 funeral to like 3000 <laughs> And then oh. when my manager found out, he freaked yeah. out. Yeah. Cause like once he found out all the details, I just, I did it. I was very early on and I didn't know what I was doing. And this guy got a legit $10,000 funeral for like 3000. Yeah. Um, that's happened. And I also, t- <laughs> I know you know what I'm going to say. Which one? Totally forgot to order flowers. Oh yes. And the morning of everyone's there and it's like, where's the flowers? Freaked out. Called the florist. Florist. Um, was like, yeah, we could try and do it. You know, it was like there was a really busy day and they got the flowers late. And that, that's the two biggest I could think of. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I again, I do feel like I do this every week. Last question then, if you can't think of any time I messed up at the funeral home. Nope, great. Um, <laughs> you didn't give me a chance. Any unorthodox tips or tricks? Um, David had sent that question in last week. And I was just kind of going over stuff, different stuff that people wouldn't think you do in preparation or, or cosmetics or anything. Oh yeah. Here's a tip or uh, tip trick for you. When you are presenting, when you are folding the flag, when you are draping the flag on the closed end of a half couch casket and you do your three folds, the best way to get the wrinkles out is with a spray bottle of water sprayed on there and then brush it out. Best way to do it. You I, don't even have to send it to dry cleaners to get it right out. I think more. Oh, more, <laughs> more the, trick for the you. deceased, the deceased route. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess kind of the, the way uh, what I one of the, the, the things I said was that uh, this is from an old school embalmer that he would mix maybe a cup or so, whatever it be, whether it be milk mm-hmm. or Epsom salts mm-hmm. and just lets that mix in the machine. And you apparently get a much greater, better embalming. I've never heard of that. You put Epsom salt in a machine that damages it. I don't. This was back in the day. Oof! Don't you dare put that in the machine. Um but that was just something I've heard. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think. I'm trying really to think have... of like what household items would would we do we have in the prep room that we don't realize. White chalk. White chalk gets a lot of stains out of like black or, or actually white shirts and mm-hmm. collars on men. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy glue. That's a household item that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess nothing else. Yeah. No. Uh, on that note. I that's guess a good could, question though, David. Yep. Two weeks old now. Um, but on that note, 
We will be back next week to discuss episode 10 of season two of six, season four of Six Feet Under, which is titled, and I'm not wasting time, The Black Forest. The Black Forest. I think this is the last bad episode, and then we get from here on out. It's going to go high. Riding high. All right. So thank you for listening, and we will all talk to you next week. Thank you. Listening to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. Listen to this and all episodes at diggingpodcast.com. Join us on the next episode as we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under. Please search and subscribe to us on iTunes under Digging Six Feet Under. Later on, I'll be